everybody. It's Allison Katzkowski. Thank you so much for turning in, tuning in to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I am so excited that you are joining me again on this Tuesday morning, and I hope that wherever you are, you are doing something positive for yourself. So it's really no secret. I sort of feel like every, every time I'm with you now, it's like I'm acknowledging the pink elephant that's in the middle of the room with the state of the world. You know, everybody that I know, everybody probably that you know, everybody worldwide is dealing some way with the coronavirus. It's sort of become the next door neighbor that we didn't really invite um, to the party. So, and really over the last couple months, if you've followed um, the last few episodes, what I've really tried to do is what I think bring you not just real content, but real stories and real people and show you that they face, that we all face a lot of the same struggles, that none of us are really immune to that. And now more than ever, it's really important that we find time that we acknowledge the things that we're doing for ourselves and really just grant ourselves grace. And so today I'm really excited to have a very good friend of mine um, come on here who's also a fellow fitness instructor and coach. We've known each other a long time. We've sort of come the full circle in the, in the industry, and we'll talk about that a little bit. But my guest today, her name is Felicia Baxter. She lives here in Raleigh. Um, she is a fellow group fitness instructor. She is also a coach. And, um, and I just felt like it would be really good to get another fitness person's perspective on not just how we do self-care, but how we do life. So thank you so much for joining me today, Felicia. It's always good to see hey, you. Hey, Allison. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And just thank you so much for inviting me to your show. I'm excited to be on today. Thank you so yes, much. ma'am. Absolutely. So why don't you just tell my audience a little bit about you, kind of where you're from and, and maybe a little bit about how we met, because that's, I think that's always an it's always an interesting story, I think, how things come. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So um, I'm actually a Raleigh native. It's like very one in the few, it seems like most of the time. And I grew up in Raleigh and um, back in, um, should we say how long it's been? Um, back in the 90s, there was a gym um, and where I met Allison and actually worked for Allison on um, front desk at the gym and um, worked for her for a you know, few years at the gym. And from there, our lives have just kind of, like she said, come full circle off and on, working at a different gym. We bumped into one another again, and we always just had this wonderful connection. Um, I've always looked at Allison as not only just a friend, but a mentor in fitness. And now here we are in 2020. And here we are both continuing in the fitness industry after very, you know, after many, many years. So I'm just super excited to know that she's not only just a friend for me, but also a mentor in fitness. Well, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. But it really was, it really was sort of chance how we met. I mean, you literally walked into the gym that day and we needed somebody to work the front desk and you were interested and yeah, you know, you stayed with yeah. us for quite a while, probably long after I left. And then yeah. a couple of years ago when we ran into each other again um, at one of the gyms in town here, yeah. we, where we both used to teach. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it's it's just been that way. We I look up and I'm like, oh my gosh, here's here's Allison. I always remember the the red awesome hair and awesome haircut. And it's like yeah. that's every time I turn around, I'm like, there's Allison. And it's like it's like you know meeting that best friend that you hadn't seen in years, and you just kind of pick up where you left off. So no matter how many years it's been from one year to the next or a few years in between, every time I see Allison, I'm like, there's Allison and the awesome haircut. And um and it's always so exciting 
exciting, you know, for us to get a chance to see each other. But yeah, we, you know, we, um, there was another gym that I got a chance to work front desk as well. And I'm looking and I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go again. We bump into each other again. And like you said, a few years ago, I'm in the middle of teaching class. And of course there's like this reflection and I look up and I'm like, there's Allison. This is awesome. I'm going to, you know, jump off the cycle bike. Cause I'm like, oh my yeah. God. Um, but it's been that way. And again, we just get a chance to, you know, like over the years, it's like these just, these circumstances just keep bringing us back together over and over again. And it's just, it's been a wonderful journey, but it's also been just a wonderful piece of knowing that fitness has been a part of our lives for a long, long time. And it's been I great. Know. And it's always about growth and, and it's not just being stagnant. And it's, it's just one of those industries that once you're in it, and when you love it, you stay with it and you just grow and, and you just continue to stay connected. So, well, it just, it, it evolves. I mean, we, we change, we grow and change with time and, and our fitness journey is like that too. So yeah, since we normally like to talk about self-care on, on my show, even though fitness is a big part of that, why don't you mm-hmm. explain, you know, I always enjoy getting other fitness professionals' perspectives because I think there's a perception in out there, at least among a lot of people that I've met and talked with, that because we're in the industry, that we we just work out all the time. That you know, it's never a problem that we get that we, we get time for ourselves. And that's that has been really what inspired me to start my show was that I really had to take a long, hard look at how I was taking care of me. And mm-hmm. just because you're spending you know, hours teaching doesn't always mean that it's, it's conducive with taking care of you. So what do you do to look after you? So my biggest thing is, I'll, and you know, before even becoming an instructor, I was always a big runner and I'm um, always like to get out and, and get those miles in and things of that nature. Um, but then I just actually like, like, especially now with the pandemic and everything, I, I've just taken time just to take time to actually go on a long walk. And that's been like nice, a self-care piece for me because it gives me time to listen to podcasts. It gives me time to slow things down to Uh be able to really take care of myself. So I go on a walk and I put something very positive and motivational in my ears and I'm just walking. I think people probably think I'm crazy because I'm cutting up laughing at these podcasters because they're so interesting and they're just mind blowing in that way. But I also make sure I take care of myself nutrition wise, just make sure I'm still doing everything that I need to do to make sure I'm getting good nutrition in Um, But yeah, instead of doing the runs, instead of doing everything for, you know, sadly, I mean, you're doing things for other people. Like you said, when we're teaching classes, we're not always taking care of ourselves in a way of being able to scale back and work out for ourselves because we're making sure everybody else is getting what they need. Um, But now with everything really slowing down, it's giving me time to regroup and really focus on the things that I need to. So I go on a walk every day. I make sure I do some type of in-house workout every day. And I find different things that keep me entertained um, during that workout and something that's fun. Uh, You know, I try to make it fun and try to make it exciting. So that's what I've been doing just on a day-to-day basis. I actually walk every day, you know, seven days a week. And it's great. I get in sometimes three miles, sometimes I'll get in six miles. And it's just that nice one-on-one time that I get a chance just to kind of um, like disconnect from things and and just going on that walk allows me to do that because I don't have to focus like as when you're running you focus so much on your breathing and focus so much on the the rhythm of things walking allows me just to kind of break free and just go for a walk and not really worry about anything other than just crossing the street not getting hit so (laughs) it just kind of allows me that time just to disconnect for a minute yeah So tell me about um, what are the other things that really 
before we get to that, why don't we talk about, like, let's take a few minutes and kind of talk about when you sort of had that aha moment back before even the coronavirus actually, you know, came to be part of our everyday reality, it seems like. I think we all sort of have a moment where we decide, okay, now is when I'm going to do something different. So when do you think that really was for you? I mean, did the aha moment to get you to do that or was it before that? You know, most all of us have a moment where we have a thought where we think, okay, now's the time I'm going to do something different. I'm going to look after me. And for some people, it really took the pandemic to get them to do that. But um, maybe, but for for a lot of people, it was really starting to happen before. And then the pandemic kind of threw everything into a state of crazy is what we were just saying. So when, when, if you think back over the last several years, you know, and it doesn't just have to be when you were in the fitness industry, but just back over the last few years, when do you think that moment really was for you when you really thought that, look, I've got to really learn to do something different? Yeah, it's, um, you know, life, life gets, can either throw your curveball, good or bad. And the one thing that I know I needed to do was just take time to carve out time for myself. Um, and, and we know as instructors, um, and that's been part of my life for, you know, several years now, I just really had to scale time where I would just not have to worry about planning a class, um, training for a class or doing something else for someone else. So I learned to like schedule my time just for me, whether it was just being able to actually regroup and sometimes just take a nap, um, be able to just turn everything off and just listening to music, being able to listen to something positive. So over the time, I've just learned to do that. But it was really the pandemic and everything when it stopped, because even the time before the pandemic happened, those little times of blocks of time, very, very small pieces of time that most of the time we have because we're either getting up really, really early and coming home fairly late. So even those blocks of time of self-time were very small. But really when everything began to shut down and you went from going 150 miles an hour to like zero, it was really a time of reflection like, okay, what am I going to do now? Because I'm not getting up tomorrow at 4 a.m. in the morning because I don't have to go to the gym now. And so for me, it really gave me an opportunity to say, okay, how am I going how will I look at this going forward? Yeah. Um, because I am very music driven, but yeah. it gave me an opportunity to sit back and say, you know what? Okay. I'm gonna put the music down a little bit. Let me see what else I can listen to. So then I began to scroll through and started listening to different podcasts. I was like, what do I want to put in my ear every day? And that's what really motivated me to be able to say, you know what, I need this in my ear every day because it can get to a point where you can get lost in everything, especially with the shutdown, especially when you're extrovert, especially when you're used to being on the move and on the go all the time. And so it really kind of kicked into gear, I should say, once everything really just front of TV every day, because I'm like, okay, depending on how we come out of this one, I want to make sure I'm like still physically fit, but then I wanted to make sure mentally I was still going to be strong. And so it's just been yeah, it's like a sometimes really it's interesting about, thing. sometimes it's not just about doing the things that we're doing. You know, it's, it's sometimes it's, it's kind of the way that saying goes, we actually have to slow down to speed up, you know, exactly learning to do things slower which actually helps us speed up in other parts of our life. Yeah. And I just learned like being able to slow down like that can for some, you know, for some, 
you know, like I said, being an extrovert and loving to hug on people and being, you know, around people, that slowing down was actually really nice because then I was able to get more um, sound sleep because I wasn't having to get up so early um, in the morning. Um, I was able to like really slow down and appreciate just time with my son because it got to a point where he and I were like strangers, you know, passing through day to day because he was going to work. I was going to the gym and we were just kind of passing through. And like you said, it just gave me a chance to kind of regroup and reflect on the next steps instead of going, going, going all the time. And now you're actually, for me, it just gave me a chance to slow down and really kind of map out how I want it to look from day to day and um, uh, um, from week to week or how I want it to look at things. And that slowing down has actually been more productive because I'm able to scale out a day where I'm filling up my days with things that are more productive instead of just lost time or lost energy. Tell, well, tell me, you, you brought up a good point because I think when people hear the word productive, they think they have to, it's all it's all about the action steps. So in your view, if, if, we're, if we're talking about how slowing down can help you speed things up, then how does that help you be more productive? Yes. Um, well, one before, you know, for me, the one thing that I make sure that I do, regardless of what the day looks like, I carve out my morning time before lunch, anything before 12 o'clock. That's my time to get out and get moving. That's my time that I go on my walks. I come back and I still do another workout. That's me. That's what I do for yeah. myself right. um, because it just gets things moving and going. And um, and then, like I said, like those walks end up becoming end up smile walks because I'm like listening to some podcast and I don't want it to stop. And then when I come back, I carve out the rest of my day and say, okay, what am I going to work on today? Um, and it's either some type of project that I'm doing, whether it's um, you know, working on some kind of affirmations. Like I like to do a lot of writing and some poetry and stuff. And I have a journal. So I'll take time and carve out maybe a couple of hours to spend on doing some sketches um, and, or doing like some journaling. So I carve out my days to do things like that. Um, that be, that's kind of releasing a lot of that energy that can build up. Like it could be negative energy that can build up. Right. Right. Agree. Yeah. and, And I'm just trying. And so those things are things that work for me. Um, and then, you know, and it wasn't all of a sudden it just happened overnight. You know, it's just, it was things that were like, okay, how do I want to look at my day? Okay. That, that first week I was able to, you know, catch up on sleep. Then the second week I was like, okay, let me get out and start walking. And then those walks became one mile to two miles to three miles, whatever the case may be. And so every day it was something different. And then I got to a point where I was like, okay, I got this calendar that's not filled up with having to run to the gym four or five times a day. Okay. How do I want to fill up that calendar? So one of the podcasts I began to listen to was about productivity and being able to sit down and say, okay, the night before, let me scale out what I would like to do, whether it's I'm going to read for 30 minutes on an hour and I'm going to rest during this time. And then I'm going to come back and do something else. So I began to build a calendar as if I build a different, you know, my normal days, but I had to build it with something different. So that yeah. allowed me to be able to kind of have a to-do list every day instead of just, you know, cause you can kind of get trapped in the same thing every day. And I didn't want it to be that way. So my days have been pretty full. Well, and then, but then I think you start to, it, you, all you're teaching yourself when you're doing that though, is that it's always about the to-do list and it's always about what the next action step is. So what mm-hmm. you say is that, you're still staying busy, but you're being a little bit more intentional about your time. 
spending your time on things that are helping you expand your mind. And that turn is helping you expand your schedule. Yeah, it is. It really is. Because when, when you have things that you're putting in your ear, for me, that's positive, it keeps, it deflects all the negative things that are coming because we don't have cable. So we're not watching the news. Um, That's probably not a bad thing these days, to be honest. (laughs) I'm telling you, we get, highlights on the phone, you know, you see little highlights and I get those on my phone and I'm like, okay, two seconds, boom, and I'm done. Um, But we don't have that going on. So the news is not just something that we're watching. And I I really don't want to, we got rid of cable a long time ago because of the fact that you can get so caught up in the negative energy every single day. Right. And so, like you said, it's like filling up the calendar to do, and it might not be anything, but I'm going to sit down and have a conversation with my child. It's not like you're scheduling it in, but like I have a son that's, you know, um, he has things that he's working on. He's a teenager. He's 17. So he has projects that he's working on. So he and I might carve out time and, you know, carve out time and say, Hey, let's have mom and son time. And then that's our time, whether it's yeah. watching a movie or just having conversation. But like you said, it's, it's allowing me to be more productive um, because I can't have a tendency to to put things aside and get back to it later. But now I'm trying to really be on purpose and deliberate because now that you have the time, it's kind of how, you know, um, some people have like a honeydew list. Now you can work through that list and get things done so you can be ahead of the game instead of behind it. And that's what I want well, to do. Well, and right now, honestly, now. right now, mm-hmm. right now, it, it's, it really can be a phenomenal opportunity for all of us yeah. think, to look at how we do us and how we do our lives. And if you're, you know, I think yeah. the people yeah. who, cause I mean, you're not, sh- I mean, for me, I'm not shopping. I'm not doing those things. You know, I'm, you know, exactly. I mean, I love my van shoes, but I can't go get them either. You know what I mean? Cause where am I going and stuff? So yeah. like you said, you're finding different things to do. Like, you know, one of the weeks we went through and we reorganized things and it was fun. You know, we got things that we, you know, are able and to you're getting time business. and you're getting time with your son too, which is great. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, how, which is why don't, really why don't, cool. why don't we kind of talk, why don't we kind of talk about that a little bit about the whole single parent thing, which I know you seem to just have a, you seem to kind of rewritten the book on that. So why don't you sort of oh. audience a little bit about, you know, just, just how, how you guys, how you guys have been able to do it because you guys have a great relationship. Thank you so much. Yeah. He's, he's a pretty awesome kid. I told him, I said, I think it's because I like you as a person. That's what makes us get through this pandemic. So we laugh about it all the time. Um, but you know, always, you know, have always been a single mom. Um, and when his dad and I divorced, he was really young. And, um, and I remember you and I were talking about like the self care, like how do you manage to do that? And I just remember my mom always telling me, you know, like, make sure you make sure you keep him on a schedule. And then that way it gives you time for yourself. And although now he'll be 18 and, you know, another month, actually, that's the one thing that I didn't miss a beat on. It doesn't mean that every night was absolutely perfect when he was younger, but I made sure if anything, I kept him on a schedule, which allowed me to have time for myself before I had to turn in at night. And now that we're in this, now that we're in this situation where everything has stopped, the one thing that we always, I always made sure that he and I had was was the ability for him to have a voice and for him to be very comfortable for he and I to have conversations. That's so great. I think I really feel like, and I really believe, and I really think over the years of being able to allow him to have a voice, to be able to say, mom, I need to talk to you about something and I can stop and listen to him. I don't care if it was about some video game that I have no idea what he was talking about, but that was important to him. So when he needed to sit down and say, mom, I need to talk to you. And I was able to do that. 
it allowed us now to be in a situation where things are locked down for us since March. And here we are going into the end of May. And honestly, we've survived. And it's actually brought us closer as a mom and son because we're still communicating. And Uh that's important, you know, and that was important for me being a single mom um, because I didn't, I mean, his dad and I were fine and we're, you know, the relationship is there, but it's not one of those relationships of co-parenting in that respect Uh um, because Diego's always, my son's always been with me. And I love the fact that I told him, I said, I like you as a person. I love you because you're my son, but I like you as a person. And because of that, it keeps those, it keeps those conversations open. It keeps them fresh. Like our time, our, our, our conversation time is like at night when we're both getting ready to turn in. So we have this routine that we've done forever. We get together and we say our prayers and stuff at night. So he sits like on the edge of my bed or he sits on the floor. And that's, that's kind of a time that we really start talking about a lot of things. And it's been great. You know, we, he lost a really close friend last week um, to a motorcycle accident and And it was so sweet. We were in the car driving down to the funeral home. And he was like, mom, I appreciate you doing this for me. And I was like, well, you know, I'm thinking that we're doing it for both of us. But for him, it meant the world to him to be able to do that. And then at night we were just talking and, you know, talking about how he was feeling and how he was, you know, kind of dealing with everything because it was sudden, you know, a sudden situation, of course. And and we were able to talk about it. Now, he hasn't opened up completely. Um, because he's still processing it, Um, but we've been able to have really great conversations through all of that. And, and it's been, I tell you, Allison, it has been such a honor and a blessing to be able to have this time with him. And we're not arguing, we're not fussing, we're not doing any of that stuff. We're really enjoying time. Um, And it's not that we're in the room together all the time because he'll go and play, you know, my, whatever his video games are with his friends, Minecraft or whatever. Um, But when we come together, it's still just, just, it's like we're in here like falling out laughing. So then we have, of course, two um, well, puppies and what, stuff. But so what that you've also done as well. But it's what you've cool. also done is, is that you you've established kind of a routine from the beginning, and that routine right. has evolved over time because you know Diego has grown up and has grown up, and you've changed too. Mm-hmm. But but you yeah. that routine in center, and that that way you 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 guys have both been able to grow and evolve and still stay in the routine. And that's really, it sounds to me like, has been a big piece of how you've been able to keep the communication between y'all open, because I just think that's pretty incredible that you've been able to do that as a single mom. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you. He's, I always tell him, I say, you're easy. You've been an easy kid to raise. And so, um, but yeah, it, it's, it's well, like you said, a great example in you too. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that very much. So yeah, he's, he's been an, he's been an awesome kid to be around. And I just, I look at him and I'm just like an awesome times because just the way he thinks and processes and looks at life. And it's, it's been amazing to see that. Well, even you've him, always, so. you've always encouraged him to grow and to, you know, and to pursue the things that make him happy and the, and yeah. pursue his dreams. And he's felt confident and comfortable to, to do that. Yeah. Same, yeah. Um, there's, you guys have still been able to maintain your relationship. So I think, yeah. I think there's something to be said for that. So oh, I, thank you so much. I remember growing up, you know, my parents <laughs> always told my sisters and my brother and me to, you know, if there's something you really want in life, just go after it, make right. it and go after it and we'll support you. But you know, they, they always let us know that we could come to them if we needed, if we needed anything. Right. Sounds like that's a lot of what you've done too. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted him to be able to do that, you know, because we were talking about colleges and things of that nature. And I'm like, you know, I was like, if I had to do it all over again, I probably would have traveled for a year or so and not gone straight into college. And I'm giving him that opportunity. I mean, he graduated from high school in three years because that's what he wanted to do. And yeah. I was like, hey, as long as you got a game plan, go for it. And he's enjoying his gap year. And, you know, he changed, you know, he's changed his focus of what he wanted to major in because he said he yeah. didn't want to end you know, being a professor. Um, so he's changing that focus, but I'm allowing him to do that. It's not because of anything. Well, he other just, than... It just goes to show you that he got, he, he was intentional. He made up his mind that there was something that he wanted. And you and I both know yeah. that, you know, all of your success is tied to your beliefs and your, yes, your beliefs, you work, you have to work on it, but you can change your beliefs. Yeah. And just because yeah. something doesn't work out the first time around doesn't mean it can't work out again. Exactly, exactly. And I, you know, for me, it's like, it's so important um, just to always share. And even his friends, you know, they say the same thing. They're like, wow, man, like, I wish I would have had that time to reflect or regroup on things because I probably would have waited to go to school. And, and so he and I talk about that very open and honest about, you know, decisions and things of that nature. And every decision doesn't have to be what I want you to do, because it's not my, it's not my future. It's not my dream for you to do what I want you to do. I want you to, I, I desire for you to wake up every day and be happy and what right. you would like to do and, and pursue whatever it is. And um, if college is, if one day college isn't in his, you know, in his thing to do, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, you know, he graduated from high school with honors. He graduated in three years and stuff. And, you know, college is a, is a choice. And if that's what he decides, I totally to do, agree that's with fine. you. I'm so glad you said that. I could totally agree with you. I just think there's some kids that aren't cut, cut out for college and that's totally fine. And it's totally fine. It's totally fine. And he always wanted to study archaeology since he was little. And once he graduated and he kind of regrouped and looked at it again, he was like, you know what, mom, it's, it's for him, it's a dying field. And he was like, I don't want to be a professor. I said, okay, then you, whatever it is that you desire to do, I always support you. Just like your parents have always shared with you and your, you know, your yeah. siblings yeah. and stuff. And I think that's so much more important than you have to do this and you need to do this or you need to major in this because I, I, you know, I definitely don't want him to come back and say, Hey, you know, I hate this. And you spent 15, well, he's still, he's still young. He doesn't have to have all the answers now. He can figure it out. And you know, exactly a lot of how we look exactly. after ourselves. It's, it's really <laughs> just an evolving kind of thing, you know? So before yeah. we sign off, why don't you, um, I just, I always like to ask my guests this question. It's sort of been like a trademark thing for me, but yeah, I'm just assuming that somebody's out there listening and they're just really enjoying listening to, listening to our conversation and they're feeling inspired that they can actually do something for themselves and they can start. What would you tell them to do? Just like, just like anything, start off with something small. I always tell anybody, go for a walk. I mean, start off small. That to me is a, is a big thing. It doesn't have to always be anything physical, but get off the couch. You know, start off with something small. Go for a quick walk. If you enjoy reading a book, um, maybe instead of sitting and reading a book, you know, maybe download an audible and, and do that. I'm not, I know I'm personally not going to sit and read a book, but I've enjoyed, you know, listening to, you know, listening to an audible and it's been great because it's, it's just, it's been wonderful. So I would share that with anyone, take that hard book and, and, and put it and put it in your ears and go for a walk. And then the next thing yeah. you know, 
that walk becomes a little bit longer and it doesn't become a chore and it doesn't become something that, you know, is, oh, I got to go do this. It becomes something fun because now you're connecting, you know, something that you love with something that's actually going to help your heart health um, as well. But start off with something small. It could be a project in the house, write those things down. It could be an art project. It could be, you know, you need it to, I don't know, knit something, whatever it is, find out what it is for you that keeps you motivated and do those small things, but don't start off doing something huge. Start off with something really, really small. You know, I've been sharing that with people. Um, and they're like, man, I got this hard book and they're still not reading it. So I'm like, okay, find it, download it, listen to it and then make it happen that way. So those are things that I would definitely share with people is start off with a small thing and create that as a habit. And then that habit becomes something that becomes permanent in your life. And then it's something that you look forward to doing every single day. I I like how you say you associate it with something that you like to do. I think that's Yeah. 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 And you know, another thing I started doing, and this is crazy, especially for those of us who actually are not going into a job right now, being furloughed or um, whatever the case may be right now, I actually started setting my alarm. And even though I have nowhere to be at that time of the morning, I started setting my alarm and it started creating this habit of, even though I may not get up when the alarm goes off, but now I'm creating this habit again of, oh, I need to set my alarm. And then it makes me on purpose about the start of my day. So now I'm very purposeful about every single part of my day by setting that alarm. I didn't do it in the beginning. It was probably maybe three weeks into you know, being in this quiet place. And I was like, you know what, let me start setting an alarm. And man, it made a difference. And I set that alarm Monday through Sunday. And that caused well, me we to just, start getting up. You know, we get so focused started- on, we get so caught up in saying, and I have to remind myself of this too. We get so caught up in saying, <laughs> I don't have time to do that. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And even though now, you know, there are a lot of us that probably have a little bit more free time on our hands, even though that time is you know, like you mm-hmm. right. can find uses for our time, but we have to be, we have to just be really mindful yeah. of yeah. what language we use when we're talking about time. Exactly. One of the exactly. best ways around that is setting the alarm and taking control of your day again. Even if you don't yeah. have to get up early, set the alarm and make it a habit. And make it a habit. And then I get up and I make sure like I have like a cool little notebook that I bought right before all this happened. And I write down like affirmations or if I hear something, I write that down. And then I I begin as I'm starting to get up in the morning, whatever your routine is, I say my prayer, but I also put something positive in my mind. And I'm like, you know what? I'm powerful. I'm unstoppable. I am not my situation. Whatever it is, that is... It, that's what I do every single morning before my hit, my feet hit the floor. So then yeah. that way I wake up with something already. I wake up talking myself into something or talking through the positive already before my hit, feet hit the floor instead of, oh my gosh, here we go again. Yeah. Oh, the sun isn't out or, you know, and taking that and turning all of that into something positive. And if we start doing a little bit of that, and especially as women, we can beat ourselves up about so many yes, different things. Yes, we can, Totally. We can beat ourselves up. And so every day, whatever that is, put something positive in your mind. Speak it out loud. 
Even if you have to take it, frame it up, let it be the first thing you look at in the morning. Let that be something that you can focus on when you get up in the morning. And then that way I feel like it helps to propel your day into something more productive because you're already starting off on a positive note instead of a hum, a hum glum, you know, oh, it's cloudy outside today. Like you said, set the alarm, wake up, say something positive, believe it. Hit your, you know, let your feet hit the floor, drink your water and get started on your day. Yeah. And I, I love that because you're, you're actually, you're, you're setting the tone right then and there for your day rather than just exactly. waiting, waiting to quote unquote, see what happens, you know, exactly motivation to hit you, which you and I both know motivation can come and go with the wind, you know, and just exactly it's front and center, you know, and, and just realizing too, I'm so glad you mentioned this too, that our circumstances don't have to dictate what happens for us. You know, we're the ones that can make that decision. Never. Side by thinking something different. Exactly. can be different. I think that's just, I think that's exactly for everybody to remember. Well, this has been really fun. So glad that you were able to join me today. Um, Where can people find, where can any of my folks find you? Well, if they'd like to reach out to me, definitely email is a great way to reach out to me. My email address is F as in Frank Baxter, B-A-X-T-E-R, fitnesscoach at gmail.com. That's a perfect way to get in contact with me by all means. Um, Even if you just need a little motivation, I'm always here uh, to help just like Allison. Um, You know, we're, we're two, we're two kindred spirits and we love (laughs) to be able to keep people, you know, positive and motivated. Um, And, and so that's a way that you want to be able to get in contact with me. I love to hear from you. So yes. And Allison, thank you so much. Um, I'm just completely honored and, and, and everything just to continue to be a part of your life. You've been such an inspiration in mine. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you know, we don't just, like to hear that stuff, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, the people you meet, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Thank you so much again for joining yeah, me today. Yeah. It's been really fun. And for those you're welcome. there, um, if you're feeling inspired um, and you would like to connect with Felicia, you can find her information in the show notes here on my show page. And if you are on Facebook, please feel free to head over and join my private community, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. We do post, I do, we are very active in there. So we post lots and lots of different things in there on a daily and a weekly basis. You can have first notice to any of our challenges, any of our events coming up any of that, you can get it all firsthand right there. And so I hope that wherever you are, that you will continue to do something positive for yourself. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. We are now worldwide. We are on all continents in the world. We have hundreds of listeners worldwide, and I could not do it without all of your support. And I am incredibly grateful for that. And is for nothing else that I will continue to show up and bring you my very best every single week. This is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. Make it a good one.